before Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks take on Real Madrid in Spain. What have the Mavericks gotten right? What have they gotten wrong when it comes to Luka so far in his career? It's going to be a doozy. On today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Uh, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, what's one thing the Mavs have done right or they've done wrong? When it comes to Luka Doncic and his career so far. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself today with a Jace case, providing you the personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections and instructions on all of it. Get yours today at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. And joining me as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Real Madrid Madre, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, are you watching? We haven't, we haven't talked about this, but are you watching Love is Blind? I I would have never really watched these shows, but my wife and I got like a bunch of drinks and watched the first episode okay. and and laughed a ton. So we have first I watched episode of the first season. I watched the first episode of season five. No, the most recent one. Oh, the most recent one. Okay. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. I almost want to start like a raccoon squad <laughs> locked on like do it in the subtext. Do it in subtext. <laughs> Let's have thoughts because Milton, I think, is incredible. But there's this guy named the Rocks guy. Yeah, yeah, the geologist, super tall. He's got rocks. He's like six seven, super cool dude. But there's this guy named Uche, could be the worst person on reality TV I've ever seen. (laughs) I can't stand him. If you like Uche, do not leave a comment. Just exit out, and there's a Rockets show you can go watch. Through episode one, he has told everybody everything they want to hear. Every single person so far. That's yeah, that's he's, all. He's that's the only person. opinion I've got on him is that he just tells. Speaking them. of relationships, let's talk about Luka Doncic. <laughs> yeah, today we're gonna get into Luka Doncic. The Mavericks are in Spain. They're gonna play Real Madrid today. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'll have a post game episode out for you on that. But we wanted to do a what the Mavericks have done right and what the Mavericks have done wrong so far with Luka Doncic because we're coming off of the season where Luka was the most frustrated we'd ever seen. And it, there are at least rumblings or thoughts or rumors or whatever that Luca was frustrated and was frustrated with the Mavericks and with the organization. And there's been a bunch of things that have happened. The Mavericks, this has not been a smooth sailing ship. They had the Porzingis trade, Rick Carlisle's gone, Jason Kidd's in, Donnie Nelson's gone, Nico Harrison's in, now this Casey Smith thing. Like, there's just all kinds of stuff that has, has happened with the Dallas Mavericks and throughout Luca's tenure. And I was curious what we think has gone right and what we think has gone wrong, especially with decisions the Mavericks have made throughout Luca's tenure. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the Casey Smith thing in this as well. Uh, but yeah, let's just go back and forth. And I want to start with one that's a positive. Okay, let's start. Let's start good. I was going to do a Zoom. Can we do just a Zoom out real quick of Luca's career? And then let's like land Can you just this. say the thing though? Before- hey, one more thing. Next time, don't I wait thought- till it's three seconds left to talk. Oh, it's so good. I thought you were going to go more into it. Let- I just want to set up this way real quick. Luca comes over. He is this prodigy in Europe. And he comes over. He's coming into the into the draft. going back to his birth. Like, <laughs> going way back. So Sasha. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
they met on this bridge and then they, so anyway, Mavs and Hawks make that trade. It's draft night. We, you know, there's so, so much stuff around him and Deandre Ayton, th- this draft and, you know, different players at the top there. Wes Matthews almost held it all up. God, the Wes Matthews can't base more stuff. Uh, we did a pod right after that. Go back and listen to it. But it, you know, that was such a, I mean, it is a night that changed the franchise, you know, for forever because this previous regime, I think this is important to know, you know, note too of Donnie Nelson, Tony Ronzoni, those guys, that front office that had kind of uh, not really found him, but like started the relationships from the Mavericks, you mm-hmm. know, front with Luca, his camp and all of that at such a young age, they obviously were all in on Luka Doncic. They make the trade. It happens draft night. Luka comes in. He's played five seasons now in the NBA in those five seasons. He's won. He's been four time all NBA first team. He won the rookie of the year. He's been to the playoffs four, three times, three times, right? Missed the first year, missed last year in those three times. The first one was the bubble. So he went through the bubble and everything too. Uh, he's went through two head coaches now, two front offices and two superstar sidekick trades now. So there you go. This is Luka Doncic's like career in this five year span to Nick's point, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened and I don't think it's all wrong, but there's definitely, there's definitely some things the Mavericks I think have gotten right, but there are definitely some things that I know some people are already in the comments, like, dude, they got you know this wrong at the same time. Well, and I'm sure there's a bunch of free Luka Doncic comments that in any comment section that includes Luka <laughs> at any point in the Mavericks. But I want to start with something that they've gotten right. This Real Madrid game, you just see it. The Mavs put out a like a compilation of his day that he just went through when they they landed, and he got you know an award for his like uh, was like for like being an ambassador. They did a practice. These they are did... not in order, by the way. <laughs> no, these are gonna be these are gonna be totally yeah. random. They're not in chronological <laughs> no, no, or anything. We're just bringing stuff up. The Real Madrid game, I think that they decided to do. They they went out of their way to do an international trip to go to two places. The first team ever to do two international trips, like two international games in a preseason. This is not normal. No one's ever done this before. And so they go to Real Madrid. And one of the things, one of the reasons to that they were able to do Real Madrid is that they did Abu Dhabi. Like that was the tax that they had to pay is to do the Abu Dhabi game. And then they got to go to Real Madrid, but they went out of their way and did all this so that Luca could go back and play there. And in that video they posted today, he's beaming. He is the happiest I've seen him. I don't know, since like the first FIBA World Cup game that we saw when he was having fun. Like he looked really happy being there, being able to be an ambassador, being back, all that. And I think that this game that they've done is a really big gesture. And I hope he takes it that way. And I hope that that's, you know, a, a, a thing that Luca takes to heart is like, hey, they, they did this for me. Yeah. Th- their valuing of what Luca is the most passionate about when it comes to both Slovenia and, you know, Madrid and his time at Real Madrid is definitely a big win from their point. And and that goes from a bigger thing like this that has been in the works for, I mean, years now. It feels like Cuban was talking about this yeah. years ago of like, hey, I want us to go over there and play Real Madrid in a uh, in a preseason game. But, you know, so they're going to Madrid. The whole team's gone. They're playing this whole game. But it's basically just like a Luka homecoming thing. Yeah. Uh, but we're they're going there for, for Luka. So then it's, but there's also all the, the, all the smaller things too. Like, we didn't really have Slovenia night in the AAC 
you know, and until Luca came around and we have all the, you know, all the scarves <laughs> and all that, just the relationship with Slovenia alone. Like, I mean, we're doing, you know, the Mavs are doing broadcast, you know, Slovenia games every summer, you know, media, we're covering it. Like it's just the Mavericks. I mean, there's so the Mavericks have, um, you know, installed court basketball courts back a few years ago uh, in Slovenia. Now they just did that in Madrid on Monday. Uh, so there, there's so many smaller things that they have. Uh, the Mavericks have embraced that part of Luca's heritage and, and kind of passion identity, his, basically. Yeah. His identity is his relationships to kind of his past and how much he uh, enjoys that it, even down to, I mean, this super small thing, but even down to when Luca steps up on the court to, to warm up before every single game, DJ in arena DJ yes. has a playlist from Luca Shout to, to play <laughs> yeah to play his music that he wants and it's funny because you know sometimes there's away team you know guys out there playing and you know warming up and all, all this stuff <laughs> and Luca's rocking out to some of the music that he loves so um, yeah I think the Mavericks have gotten that right they've definitely gotten that right this Real Madrid game is going to be is going to be awesome I'm excited to see how Luca handles it I'm excited to see how the other Mavericks around him sort of like react to this. Cause this is, this is like you said, a big, just homecoming game for Luca and it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see what they do. And uh, yeah, I've got a bunch more things, what they've done, right. What they've done wrong throughout his whole career. And coming up, I'm going to tell you the biggest thing that they've gotten wrong so far with Ooh. Luca's with Luca's career so far. And we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Jace, Jace medical, Jace medical provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And I've seen this in the comment section a lot. You can't just give people antibiotics because they'll use them for the wrong reasons. Well, you have to get, you, you can get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. It's got the booklet in it that tells you how to use them and, to, and for what to use them for. And so you're, you're taking care of when it comes to that. I know that that's the thing that, that people are concerned about, uh, but you don't want to get caught unprepared with something either. If you have an infection, if you have something else that you need to deal with, Jace is, uh, has the ongoing care from physicians, board certified physicians that you can get. If you have questions about anything related to this, you just want to be able to uh, be empowered to take care of yourself and your loved ones during unexpected things. Get 20% off life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, jacemedical.com. Get one today. My first shot, my first play. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, watch film with us. I've I've done a bunch of watchbacks where you can watch film and watch you know a quarter with me, and I'll point out stuff, and uh, I'll point out funny things and things that I enjoyed or things that I didn't like, <laughs> things like that. Uh, subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description, text the number. All right, Isaac. The biggest thing the Mavericks have gotten wrong so far with Luca, to me, and you can disagree, and again, disagree in the comments or on Twitter if you... The biggest thing they've gotten wrong is they undervalue Jalen Brunson. Wow. I think losing Jalen Brunson, and you can say losing Jalen Brunson, but losing Jalen Brunson wasn't on the Mavericks. It was the, the Mavericks' fault in this is they undervalued him. Didn't give I mean, him the... It's kind of on them, though, for losing him. Yeah. No, but I'm saying... Losing him in the summer, they they lost him. But undervaluing him early on, they, they could have been set up so well right now. Right now, Because with Jalen Brunson, not only lost a talent, they could not just one-to-one -one replace. They didn't just get cap space to replace him. 
in that, you know, when that happened. When they lost Jalen Brunson, they lost a budding star player that knew how to play with Luka and didn't have to go through this transition of the trying to figure out how to play with Luka. The, you know, the the odd like, oh, we this isn't working or the, you know, the weird clutch play or whatever. Like Brunson had figured out the rhythm to play with Luka and it made him a really good player because he had to just turn it on on a dime. Like just, all right, you get the ball now and now you got to go score. And so now he can just score at, at will basically at any point in the game with some of the things he can do. And he was just made for that. And the Mavericks undervaluing him and then eventually losing him, I think was the biggest thing they messed up on. Cause it basically wasted an entire year last season. Yeah. And you lost an asset for nothing. So, you know, that's the, that's the super tough part about it. But once that deadline passed and they didn't sign him to the extension yeah, and the trade deadline was gone, it was like, all right, well, I felt like we're all just like, staring at the same outcome even though that season and postseason was a lot of fun going to the west conference finals and and all that so i'm with you it's on the list i'm trying to you know i have a couple things the mavericks have have gotten wrong with this i'd probably say the graffiti jerseys were probably right beneath brunson putting luke in a graffiti um but no in all serious in all seriousness um and you know there's there's a part of this that we don't know the full story either because we're not inside the organization and all of that. But um, from the outside looking in, I think that uh, there's some relationship stuff of people who've had relationships with Luca that I don't think has uh, been the best decisions uh, from from the Mavericks angle. I mean, you start going down the line, and I'm going I'm going to for, forget some <laughs> names here, but you start going down the line from losing Mosley, you know, losing Jamal Mosley, yeah. a guy that was super close with Luca, le- losing assistant coach pro who pro would warm up Luca all the time, had a good relationship for him. He was gone. Uh, Rick, you know, kind of made that decision. Igor came in and was gone. Oh, oh, coach uh, for, for Luca, the dance, the numerous dances with Goran Dragic of like, is he ever going to be a Maverick? And we know how much Luca loves, you know, Dragic there. What there was that trade that, but then it didn't go through like years ago. And then we know all the off seasons that, you know, they could have Boban was here. Then Boban was gone. Super close relationship. Yeah. And then here recently, you know, two that's just happened over the, you know, the past few weeks that uh, have came you know out public now, but you know, Casey Smith's change in his role. There's a, you know, a lot of, um, I think both the Tims have written about that. So you can just go read about that. <laughs> uh, your, your Tim's Cato and your Tim's McMahon. Yeah, so for the you know, the public knowledge on that, you can go read that. And then, you know, our friend Scott Tomlin, who's been in PR with the Mavericks for so long. And been on this been, podcast. Been on this pod, had some great episodes, you know, with us and, and stuff. But, um, you know, these are relationships that, you know, when you see it in like a headline, you don't, it, you know, it's not as sexy of a name as a, you know, as a, a star player next to Luca, that you're like, Oh man, they lost this player. And therefore that upset, but these guys have relationships with Luca that, you know, Scott was there as soon as he gets drafted. And there's so much work from a PR angle of working on an every, literally an everyday basis, especially not just with all the players, but with a star player and helping, 
uh, them navigate the league and interviews and uh, what you can say no to and like all that different stuff. But then Casey Smith, who's been with the team for so long. Yeah. And then when the Mavericks have sent, you know, going back to the first segment about the Mavericks and Slovenia and all that, when they've sent people over, you know, small groups of people or contingents over Casey Smith was part of that, right? Like when they signed the super, you know, huge contract extension, yep. you know, Casey Smith was a part of that. So having those relationships. So I, I it feels like once again, don't know the full story, but it feels like after five years, that's too many names to have on the list that <laughs> to be ideal uh, that you're looking at saying with your star player, man, is this a CVS receipt of, of yeah. names that have been deeply connected to Luca? Well, in all these things we're going to bring up the right or the wrong, it's hard for us to know. Cause Luca is not going to tell the media in public. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. They lost this guy, right? He's not going to yeah. e- even be fully truthful with, with how he feels on things. Also 20, he's a 24 year old male. And many times as 24 year old males, as I was one, we're not very clear on what our feelings are about, about many things. <laughs> and so, we're, we're, we have to assume some of these. Like, did Luca really? Like, I have Dragic under, like, was it wrong? Because, like, yeah, Luca loved being with Dragic. But what if he didn't really, like, love being a teammate with him? And it was like, yeah, you know, it's fine. We can, we'll get him either way. Oh, but, like, no. but like yeah. what if he, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, what if he, what, what if he, what, what if it wasn't so devastating to him as some people think that it might have been that they didn't get Dragic the two or three times they tried to go after him? So, but you're right. You're right in that. It's such a long list now of the guys that have, or the people that have been close to Luca that are now not with the organization are now in a weird spot, like Casey Smith or gone, like Scott Tomlin or Jamal Mosley or, or pro or whoever else that now, okay. One of those, like a couple of those probably is, is not great that he, that they're gone that Luca got close to. Yeah. And it's not, once again, this isn't, you know, one plus one equals two of like, you know, Scott taking a, a, an incredible job to work for Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. you know, it, is it fair to just, you know, say, Oh, okay. Well it, it's the Mavs, you know, Mavs got this wrong with all the relationships. So th- there's a lot of nuance in, in some of this and, and all that. It's just going back to what you just said. There's a, a there's a, a, a longer list than probably what you would want of people who have relationships with Luca that are now not around Luca on, on a weekly basis. Let's talk about the Casey Smith thing in a Maverick sense, though. Take a step back from, from Luca and all this. So Casey Smith was the head trainer for the Mavericks for a long time. Like, he was, was on the Mavericks bench, was traveling with the team and all that. Then he gets moved to, like, a high uh, – like he got elevated to another role where he was, like, head of medical – you know, head of all medical, like, sports medicine and uh, training and, like, and all that. Like, whatever his title was, it seemed like he, he moved up, still was traveling with the team. And then recently, the story from, from Tim McMahon and Tim Cato was that – He's now like been taken off the bench and also now not traveling with the team. And it wasn't his decision. That's what Tim McMahon said on the hoop collective podcast. And that's one of those stories where you go, Oh, what's happening? Like what, what, what is going on? What, who is someone meddling in this situation? What is happening in this situation where someone like Casey Smith, who is very respected, works with team USA is respected across the league. Uh, a lot of people say he's one of the best trainers in the NBA is now moving into a role and it wasn't his decision. I originally I had thought it was his decision that he decided to step down. But when you learned that it wasn't, that makes me raise my eyebrows, perk my ears up and say, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And that's where, like when you start going across all those names that I just listed, and I'm sure there's some that I forgot to that some of them were a decision. Like 
you know, for them not to be there anymore. Some of them was kind of their choice and, and, and all of that. So um, now there's still people in the organization that he still has a good relationship with, you know, right? Like I, I think if we sat there and, and said, uh, you know, I think one of them uh, for me on the, the jury is still out thing is like this head coach situation that it feels like Jason Kidd is a, you know, has a great relationship with Luca and that matters a lot. He's went and visited him and everything. Um, I think it's probably, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, it's safe to say that, you know, him and uh, him and Luca are closer than him and Rick. And uh, notice I didn't put Rick on that previous list. <laughs> uh, I have, I have Rick and Jason Kidd transition on, on one of my lists. Yeah. So, so I, I want to say, I don't want it to come across like, Hey, Luca doesn't have any friends. Like there's still people. He has a great respect for Dirk Nowitzki and there's still people there that he has good relationships and stuff with. It's just, if we're, if we're looking at what are some things that you think the Mavericks could have done better or that Mavericks might've gotten wrong in these first five years with Luca, it's the fact that that list is probably a little too, too long uh, for me uh, to be comfortable. Coming up, let's fill out the rest of this list. What have the Mavericks done right? What have they done wrong with Luca so far in his career? We'll talk about that coming up. I don't always tell you guys the truth. All right, Isaac, let's go through and we'll kind of wrap it. Let's do a little faster on, on some of these, some of the things that we've done right and wrong. We'll name the thing. And I'll say if it's right or wrong, and then we can decide. Yeah. Um, all right, we met, we, you kind of touched on it earlier. I think they got right the Jason Kidd as head coach and removing Rick Carlisle. That transition, I think they got right. I have Jason Kidd as coach under wrong so far because I'm, I'm not sure that Jason Kidd, the coach, is the best for the Mavericks. But I do think the transition from Carlisle to Kidd helped in that sense because Lucas seemed like he was done with Rick Carlisle and the Jason Kidd as a player's coach comes in. It feels like that's been a much better transition for Luca. Yeah, I mean that that was I I have it. In, I don't have Jason Kidd as a wrong thing. I think a, the jury's still out. I don't have him on either one. Sure, but the move I put I did put on there moving on from Rick. That was such a hard. It, don't come at me either with the hey Rick chose and you know Rick won it. Okay, cool. Um, if you want to do the whole like what technically happened. Oh, that he but left it, on his terms. Like he was gonna be on the hot seat. He was gonna be gone soon. Yeah, yeah. Soonish, it was gonna happen. But it, but it's like that decision, you know, the best best coach in franchise history who won the only title and, and all of that. Like that's he's been there for a long time. Like that that's not an easy decision. And I think the Mavericks got it right by not securing him into a long term security and promising a, a ton of things. And it's like not picking him over Luca, you yeah. know, and 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 all of that. I think they did they did get that right. Of hey, it, it was time. And we have a new superstar and I think it's, you know, you can be our, our Avery. Another thing I think they got right. Or <laughs> is the Kyrie trade getting Kyrie. Cause I think that put a bandaid on some stuff. Cause he was frustrated last year. Things were not going well. Brunson was gone. Team around him didn't look good. All of a sudden you bring in Kyrie and that just gives a little more excitement at the end. Then everything goes badly. The season ends poorly. They missed the postseason, and that was bad. But I think, Trading for Kyrie, I think, was a Band-Aid in this that I think gives Luca some excitement that he wants to play with a guy like that. I think I have to, as confident as I am in the Kyrie take, I, or the Kyrie trade, I think I have to put that in the jury still out. I, I got to see more if, because, I mean, where do you have the Porzingis trade? I have the, the so like, getting the player, I think, gives, like, buys them time. And so I think that that is, 
the, that's in the right. So that's why I have the Kyrie yeah. trade in the, in the right so far, right? Like uh, in the long term, yeah, jury's still out. Sure, we, quite yeah. literally, it is. The Porzingis one, like the risk of it, like the idea of it was good, but then what actually happened wasn't. And so, like, how do you how do you put that on the Mavericks, like trading for Porzingis and that being the wrong the wrong thing, right? Um, yeah, it's like, but the, I, the I concept- have it. Un- I have the one to to Washington as the right because they went they went to the Western Conference Finals like it opened up everything else for the team, and they made the decision to move on from Porzingis. I think at the right time. Do the um, you got to do the classic social media fan fandom thing? Porzingis <laughs> led to Dinwiddie that led to Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorian was undrafted, so they didn't pay anything for that, and then yeah. So basically, it was Terrence Ross. <laughs> turned into <laughs> the uh, tree i like the tree thing of like the, yeah yeah Those we're doing that with favorites. the dame tr- with a dame trade now with now drew holiday and then eventually malcolm <laughs> brogdon will will be got this who will be got that who will be got that. the the only thing like i was a fan of the porzingis swing because it's like dude you swing like luca's so good like i understood the swing like you go ahead and swing for the go for it the the superstar sidekick who's young and the pairing just didn't work it didn't work anywhere you know <laughs> um, i mean it, it worked to a point they made the playoffs twice like porzingis was good in those playoffs he was injured and then the second year it just like or the second year in the playoffs it just kind of went downhill yeah and wasn't working and that's when they decided to make the move at the right time i've heard some people make the argument of like hey they swung too early they they had a little bit more no i'm not buying like, that breathing room um so yeah I, I think here's here's something else I, I say they got right too. And for some people that are gonna say, dude, this, like Maverick shouldn't even get credit for this. But I do think they should get some is instantly believing in him as the mm. like next star of the franchise. I had this one. Um, giving him the keys. Yeah, you get they gave him the keys so dang early and it was quick. And and I get it how much you how much you believed in Luka Doncic. Um we believed in him. But like, if you told me five years ago that he was going to be first team All NBA four of his first five years, I'd be like, no. Like, I think he's going to be good. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but but I think that, and you know, not that Dennis was a cornerstone, but like moving on from, I mean, you just took Dennis Smith Jr. in ninth overall, a top ten pick just the year before. You moved on from him, same position, so quick because. It's like you're giving the keys to Luka Doncic. So I think they do. They did get that right, and they do deserve some credit of, hey, you're that good this early. I have two other bonus ones that they got right. The Grant Williams trade, I think they got right on that one. I think Grant Williams is going to be really good for them. This is projecting going forward, but I think he's going to help Luka in a lot of ways. We brought up to him in our media day interview, hey, you, you, can, you can get some text for Luka or get in his way, and Grant said, He's going to have to get in my way to get some text. Like, I think that that relationship, that back and forth is going to be really good. I think he's going to be the next, like, you know, Dorian or whoever that, that like pair with Luca on the court that he like really gets along with. Yeah. I, I love the grant addition. I have one more like right thing too, by the way. Yeah. And then I have the 2023 draft getting, getting lively in Omax. And then it's like the, they're kind of, uh, it's a, a shallow restart, like a, a small restart of, of assets and the trade. Like, I think they did that right over the off season. Yeah. I would say, um, I would say if we're just talking about the relationship Mavs and Luca, what they've gotten right in that relationship with Luca, I would say, uh, letting him do whatever he wants to on the court because you think that's, you think that's right. I think it's right for the relationship with them. 
That's why I tried to word it that way. Of you're not a fan of the tough love. You just let your kids do whatever you want, whatever they want. <laughs> no, we just had <laughs> we just talked about this tonight. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, like if, if you're like Luca has to view that as a positive, right? Like Luca has to view that as a Mavericks. Like this was the right thing they did with him. The fact that I mean, he's literally been able to do like run the system he wants, like, and it's produced i'm not trying to say it in a negative thing but it's not like he he, he came into a system he is the system they built yeah. everything around him and he has he he still struggles with some things right of like some you know getting in shape stuff Can't, some emotionals with you know relationships with the officials and stuff so yeah can you also agree though that the lack of offensive creativity over the years has been something they've gotten wrong because now they're now they're one dimensional and so reliant on Luca. Like yes, they let him do what he wants, but now they're so reliant on it that I think it it holds them back. Well, now they got Kyrie, so that changes a little bit. But it's, but it should is it a <laughs> is that a positive for Luca or a positive for? No, I'm saying I'm saying you can you can I think you can say the positive is is allowing Luca to handing Luca the keys and making him the, the number one guy and like giving him offensive freedom. Yes. But then the lack of offensive creativity in their scheme has led now to th- this team being one dimensional relying on Luca, just Luca yeah. on ball all the time. And so I think that it can be a both. Uh, oh, I've, I had one more positive. We're going so positive now. At the, at the end of this, Everything they did for Dirk. Now it was unintentional, but I think everything they did for Dirk at the end where they celebrated Dirk, they, you know, and rightly so. It, not that they did any of this for Luca's benefit, but in doing so, in celebrating Dirk right and giving him all the things that, you know, he needed a statue, the the street, the jersey, the everything, the, you know, the last game, Luca was there for all of it. Like he saw all yeah. of it and saw what what could be if you stay in a place like this, how they can celebrate you and, you know, accept you into the community and all that. I think that's the thing that they've done right even if it was unintentional on Luca's part, like, you know, towards Luca, but they got that. The further we get away from that, the further insane that that's going to be. The fact that they overlapped will be something that we talk about for years. I mean, literally decades that, wait, Luca and Dirk played together? How? Like, imagine if, like, Wembenyama and Tim Duncan played together, you know? like Yeah. (laughs) People's going to see some pictures and, like, cool Photoshop, right? Or, like, Kobe and Magic Johnson. (laughs) <laughs> it actually wasn't a Photoshop. And, okay, now I'll end it on the. Uh, <laughs> I'll I was gonna say I got thing. a couple more that got wrong, but yeah, I'll end it on a wrong thing, and it's just a broader picture of like, if you haven't been to a finals yet, then you just haven't put a good enough roster around him. And mm. I mean, you, you just gotta. I mean, there's a lot we we've dissected roster moves and Brunson stuff, Valiant Brunson, different stuff uh, over the past five years, but I feel like that's probably the thing that if you did the truth serum to the front office or to Cuban and say, Hey, what have you gotten wrong in the past five years? I feel like they would say that it's like, well, we haven't put a good enough roster on Luca to win an yeah. NBA championship. So there you go. Not, not ever getting a center until this year. Like <laughs> many things they've, they've done wrong. Uh, the Christian Wood trade I have under wrong because not Whoa. only, did, <laughs> not only did it, not only did they take a risk and bring in Christian Wood, who Luca did not enjoy playing with, uh, that it also sent Boban away. Like it was <laughs> like a double, it was a double whammy oh on that God, part. I forgot that was, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think he'd, he'd despise playing with him that much, but well, I threw it in at the end. So I, I okay. you don't think he despised playing with him? No comment. He did. Let's he t- definitely didn't he, enjoy it. He enjoyed having Boban around. Know that. And then Boban was gone. So 
I'll throw that one in at the end. There you go. Let us know in the comment section. What are the Mavs done right? What have they done wrong when it comes to Luka and his career so far? Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.